It's Dirty for 30. The Illini get the big win on the road in the barn in Minnesota, 76-53. Mike Cagley from Illini Guys and Kedrick Prince, recruiting director for Illini Guys, here talking to us about this win on the road. And uh, the Illini appear to be road warriors right now. I believe um, our good friend Larry Smith posts on Illini Guys that Illinois is now one eighth straight wins away from home in the Big Ten, dating back to that Michigan State game when Iowa got punched in the face. Um, but anyway, um, they've beat um, they're thirteen away, thirteen and two away from home in Big Ten play since the beginning of last season. Ten and two in actual true road games. What say you, Mike Cagley, about this Road Warrior squad? Well, this was a huge relief for me because I grew up with those evil teams um, back in the day of Jim Dutcher, when you'd go up to there, up to Minneapolis and watch guys fall off that yes, platform. Yes, he's that old. Yes, he is that old. <laughs> and you, they, they'd get the hell beat out of them as they're trying to get back up onto the court. Um, now, I, I just, again, I was nervous about this game. And, you know, uh, Coach Underwood had said it was key to practice. It's key to practice. Get the team playing together. And so I was worried that they haven't practiced as much recently. And Coach Underwood proved that while practice was important in that part of the season, apparently he can get his team to play better without practice. So now I'm confused, but I'll tell you what, if, if, uh, if a COVID break uh, results in a game like this, I guess we need more of them. <laughs> Illinois will now be taking COVID breaks before every game. So uh, Michigan, <laughs> they go six and zero, win the Big Ten, and that's the way it works. Ken, Ken, I I thought uh you know Kofi was obviously dominant, um you know, but Illinois got some you know good production from other guys too. I mean, I thought that they you know early on you know Demonte stepped up, made some shots. Although you, I don't know if I want him shooting any more two pointers. You know, uh, Plummer scored inside the arc. You know, Grandison you know has just been so solid. Ken, this team's got a lot of depth, a lot of guys who can hurt you. Well, to me, guys, this is, I call it, or they call it road kill. You can win on the road, and guys, let's think about it. They have two road wins in the Big Ten already this year, one at Iowa and one at Minnesota, and Minnesota was 10-1. and To me, I think the country, and I think Minnesota dodged a bullet tonight, and what I mean by that, you had a very, very subpar three-point shooting night from uh, one of the nation's best shooters in Alfonso Plummer, and you, Trent Frazier. Trent didn't even look for his shot. And Plummer, when they took away his three-point shot, and you know, and they did a good job defending him, and even though he got some looks that didn't fall, that could have been a 50-point game if they would have just been average. But it was nice to see DeMonte Williams come out of his shooting slump, you know, and he was looking for it. It's like he – it's like he – the break was good for him. I, You know, I COVID is COVID. I don't like it. But they looked fresh tonight. And I will argue anybody in the country who listens to this podcast, I care about rankings. I'm, I'm a rankings guy, but I'm going to put this out there. I would like somebody to tell me, how in the hell is this team not ranking? You're going to tell me there's four other teams in the Big Ten better than Illinois. I mean, Purdue has just given, you know, this conference title. Illinois is one of the top teams in the country. And they're doing it without Andre Cabello, guys. Yeah, on the yeah. Andre Cabello that's, note. That's totally really true it's hard to believe think about the andre carrello note because we know that he went through uh pregame 
today, went through a pregame game day walkthrough, which for Illinois, I just want you to know, game day walkthrough for Illinois isn't like game day walkthrough when you were playing in high school. Um, and from, from our insider series, we know this is like, it's like serious. I mean, these guys get after it in game day. I mean, they, they work. So um, it, it was that it's really impressive, you know, that you got Curbelo out there. Just he's getting really close to coming back. So I, they feel pretty good about him coming back soon. And um, it was also nice. Uh, I was told that, uh, you know, Dane Danger, uh, Illinois, uh, the uh, transfer was in attendance behind the bench. So you got lots of happy vibes. Everybody's happy in Illini land. And now it's quick turnaround to Maryland. But uh, I want to say about Minnesota, one thing, I thought those guys were tough. I thought they played hard they make a lot of really bad shots. I mean, they take a lot yes. of bad shots. I mean, long twos, contested twos, and they make some, and you're just like, okay, well, if you're going to shoot that all night, we feel pretty good about our chances. But somehow, you know, I think that they played a pretty weak schedule so far, and I think somehow they, you know, they've been able to win some games. They're 10-1, and one, and, you know, they did win at Michigan. So I guess that tells you maybe – and Michigan just lost to Rutgers tonight as well, so – I think Michigan, I, I could be wrong here, guys, but Michigan might not be very good, as it turns out. I, maybe I'm crazy. No, but... don't. no they're not. No, <laughs> they may not be because very here's good. the deal. They, they lost a lot of players, and the way I look at it is John Beeline's players are gone. And now this is this is Jawan's group, and you know all the recruiting guys to talk about how good this freshman class was or is that they have at Michigan is not the bad five. You know, no. they're going to have some growing pains when you go on the road and, you know, when you face teams that are older. I mean, like you look at Trent Demonte, they, they've been around for 40 years each, you know, and it's different. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to earn it, and you're just giving them games. And I don't know why. I've always said it, and I've said it before the season started. I like Purdue and Illinois, and the surprising team to me, honestly, is Ohio State, but Michigan's just not very, very good right now. They're just not, yeah. even though they're missing players. So when they talk about missing players – you know, Illinois can talk about not having a healthy roster. Kobe didn't play against Marquette, so it goes it goes both ways. So, so for the non-expert here, I came. I'm looking pretty good with my Illinois, Purdue, Ohio State one, two, three prediction, and I actually had Indiana, which looks pretty bad, um, coming in ahead of Michigan at fifth. I think the Michigan team is finding out that you know, depending on freshmen, is a very risky venture. And let me give you one stat tonight that I found amazing. If you told me that Frazier and Plummer were going to go one for seven on the three-point line and Illinois was going to shoot 43% from the three, would you have believed me? No. No. I mean, that is showing some depth that's pretty dang impressive um out there you know to be able to knock stuff down like that you know it was the old demonte williams tonight good to watch i i I didn't even that the trent and 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 the falcon took up threes yeah no i i don't even think illinois played very well tonight offensively i mean i i just didn't think they had agree early on maybe they they played all right at the start you know and then they they got tight they got they were trying to force things weren't taking shots there there started taking rough shots you know um i thought they weren't very good offensively didn't have a good flow but they still had a good night offensively i mean i don't want to say that they were bad because what they score uh 1.101 points per possession but the key was they got a lot better defensively tonight. You know, they did a good job. They, yes. they locked Minnesota down to 0. .779 points per possession. A team that came in 
you know, on the season, Minnesota is, you know, has been pretty good offensively, solid offensively, and, and they really locked them down. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, this is the kind of team that you, when you don't, you win by 23 and you don't really play very well, I think that's that's uh, that's pretty good. And it, I, I'm going back to my Brad Underwood theory. When they hired Brad Underwood, remember, the three previous years at Stephen F. Austin, the dude went 53-1 and in conference play. And nobody's going 53 and one in the big 10. Let's be honest or well, whatever be 59 yeah, yep, and one yep. now nobody's doing that. But what he's done these past three seasons now two two seasons plus three games in the big 10 is pretty, pretty darn impressive. Not to mention winning the big 10 tournament. You throw in those three wins. No team's ever won 19 games like that in a season. Um, I I'm, I'm really impressed. I, I really think uh, he he is great in conference play, um, and that a lot of that goes down to the game prep and scouting. That's why you want to read Fly on the Wall series and learn a lot about how they do it. But I, I'm telling you, this guy is this guy wins. He's a winner in in conference play, and you know. So we have some non conference losses that I think the last few years that haven't been maybe great. But man, by conference season, this team tends to peak and play really well. Yeah, and, and I think the other thing that we look at is is you know how hard it is to get a possession. And when you out-rebound a team 52 to 26, you are either stopping their possession, like hitting a brick wall, or you are continuing and giving yourself another position with an offensive rebound. And when when you when you have that type of rebounding percentage. And oh, by the way, you, you, you shoot 46% from the field and you shoot 43% from the, the three-point line. That makes the wins really flow quite quite easy. You know? <laughs> and this team is really peaking right now. I, I, I got to be honest with you. Um, when you consider the fact that they've dealt with a long-term injury here off and on with Curbelo, they've dealt with a suspension Frazier having his issues, a flu outbreak, a COVID outbreak, and the way this team is playing, it's it's a testament to both the coaching staff and the players for what they're putting into this because they are really playing quite well considering all the obstacles that they have had to overcome. And we've only played one game in January. Yeah, it's it's been really impressive. And, you know, the other thing that impressed me tonight was – you know, when at the end of the game, they get a little sloppy, but then you see like those glimpses. You you got guys on your bench like RJ Melendez or Brandon Podzemski who make some plays, and you're just like, wait yep. a second, these guys can't even get on the court, you know? And, and so, know. and you got a lockdown, you got a knockdown shooter like Luke Goody who can't get on the floor. It kind of gives you hope for next year that you, even though you lose a lot, you're going to lose a ton. You, you, you still got a bright future. Um, and you're going to, there's obviously going to be a step back next year because, but who knows what will happen in the transfer portal, to be honest. So you, you never say – you hate to say that. But I will say, I mean, maybe a little step back because I think this team – you know, Ked, you mentioned rankings. How is this team not in the top 15? I mean, I, I don't care about – I don't get it. I it, don't. Every computer because, well, model – When you look at them on paper, yes. Yep. Everybody says they should. Every computer model says that. Every You know, and I, I don't know. It's like people just forget and then – it's like they've forgotten about Kofi in this national or big 10 player of the year race either. It's like, well, it's going to be this guy. It's like, this dude is throwing up numbers that we don't see. Like people don't put up scoring rebounding numbers with that efficiency very often. And now he even passes the ball. I mean, he had a couple of really nice passes tonight, yep. 
Yep. You know, and it's just, you know, it's there. And then, you know, I, I really think the one key to this team, though, I think they have one hole right now, and it's when they go to the bench and they take Kofi, they play through Kofi when he's on the floor, which is a good thing. Yep. Okay, yep. That's the way to do it. When Kofi's out of the game, and, and I don't think, like tonight, they tried to get him, you know, he didn't play quite as many minutes. Like, he, I think Payne played like eight minutes in the first half and played like 10 minutes for the game, yes. which is more than normally. And Kofi didn't play the last four minutes either. So it's like he didn't play quite as many minutes as normal and coming off the, the pause. But I one thing I'll say is when he is out of the game, let's say it's for six, eight, ten minutes, whatever it is in the game, the offense is not the same as normal. And that's where a guy like Andre Carbello could really come in and make – you saw it tonight. Omar Payne, the ball screen roll – He's he's got the dunk and Demonte throws it and it almost goes in. I guess they called it a shot. I don't know what it, it was a pass. He just threw it right <laughs> on the rim. It was on the rim and then you know they had a lob and you know instead of Bello throwing it, you got Trent throwing it. Nothing against Trent, but he's not Bello. And then Hawkins doesn't get to Hawkins and he can't make the dunk. So right. there are these little things that you see like man, if we had just think if we had Curbelo as well. Even just in that small coming back in that little role where it's like 10, 12, 10, 15 minutes a game to start. And then just build from there, and boy, this team could be could be special. They, yeah. you know, what, Brad, to go with your point, they become one dimensional when Kofi comes out. And to, to and if anybody watches the game, Payne doesn't even look to score. He gets that ball in the high, you know, at the pinch post spot. He's trying to get rid of. Him. He's not even. He's not even a factor. And to me, I mean, I, I think that adds more pressure on the perimeter guys because if I'm a coach. I mean, I, other than a dunk, when was the last time on my paint shot of basketball? I mean, other no. than a lob dunk, you go back to, even to the Missouri game. So to me, I mean, that has to get rectified at some point in time to run something for him to get him involved offensively. Because I thought, he, personally tonight, even offensively, I thought he was pretty good tonight. Yeah, yeah I, that was his best. That was his best showing in a while tonight. He, he you know, and I, I also think Hawkins played quite a bit better. You know, he had a poor closeout right when he got in the game. And then uh, later on, after that point, went after guys when they shot from outside. I thought that was a nice improvement. And, you know, he got he got eight rebounds, and a couple of those were just force of will rebounds where he's just decided he was going to get the ball. And I think when Hawkins, you know, starts playing a little bit, a little bit better like this, he can help make a little bit of a difference. Um, and, and I thought, again, I thought he had a better showing tonight. Yeah, I thought Coleman brought energy, and that's what you want from him. He yep. gives you 18 minutes. He scores, what was it, eight points, I think. Yes. Um, six points. He had or six points, eight rebounds. Six points, eight yes. rebounds. He did have three turns, which is probably a concern for him. Sometimes he tries to do things that um, yeah, he, he shouldn't. But, you know, overall, I thought he gave great energy. If you get that kind of energy off the bench from him, that's pretty good. And um, that's what you want. I, I thought having – he, I love what Hawkins does defensively when he's locked in. He can really guard people, and he has that length. And they were able to do – only did a great job on some guys that can really score. And, you know, that was despite Trent having early foul trouble, you know, and they, so they moved him around, didn't have him on battle all the time, or or Willis, rather. And then so there were some things they did did differently that, you know, defensively because of that. And so I thought, um, you know, but I thought Coleman Hawkins really gives them great versatility defensively because he can come in and guard to four. But you see him, he can he can switch. He can guard a smaller guy. You saw the job he did on Ron Harper earlier this year. Um, and actually, he did a great job on Keegan Murray earlier this year. Um, but he, he's got in foul trouble, you know? And so I think that there right. are some, there's potential him 
to be a lockdown defender, you know, at that four spot. And, you know, even though we're maybe not getting the offensive production you, you thought you might get from him, man, if you can defend and rebound, you, you, you can find a spot because they got a lot of guys who can score, you know, a lot of guys, you know, Plummer, Grandison, Frazier, you know, when Bellow comes back, obviously Kofi, you know, you got a lot of guys to score and need that guys who can de- defend and rebound. I imagine Coach Underwood's also pretty happy when, you know, the second half you actually uh, ratchet up the defense and have a team, you know, shoot 29% from the field. You know, that's that's what you really want because, I mean, that, that it, you know, that's just amazing defense. When you can hold another group of kids, I don't care. I don't care who you're playing. When you can hold somebody to sub 30 from the field, that means your guys are locked in, and and I'm sure Coach Underwood had to be. He may not tell him he's happy with it, but I'm sure inside he's thinking this is rounded out the way we want it to. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So the Illini get to win. They move move to three and zero in the Big Ten, which is obviously you can't you can't go twenty and zero unless you start three and zero. I got to tweet that here in yep. a minute to Chester, so that's our thing. So, um, but yeah, they got a you know. That's a that's a really good win, and now now they get Maryland. They got a very you know you, you look at their schedule, and I and I you hate to you don't want to look too far ahead. As players, they can't look too far ahead. They got to look at Maryland and and focus on that game. But you've got Maryland, you're at Nebraska, you've got Michigan at home, then you've got Purdue at home. You're at Maryland, you got Michigan State at home. You're at Northwestern, Wisconsin at home, at Indiana. Before you play at Purdue, which is probably the toughest game of the season, and literally Illinois is favored in the next, I think it is, uh, up until nine games. So you win not eight and nine there in that stretch, and suddenly you're like eleven and one in the Big Ten. I mean, you start thinking you're you're in a great position heading into Purdue because they already have two losses. So, and if Illinois beats them at home, then they have three. You know, so. This is uh, it's an interesting thing, interesting schedule they've got coming up. I really like their chances um, to make a run at the Big Ten title right now if they can take care of business and, and not lose any games they really shouldn't lose. Um, and and exactly. I think they'll be okay. So, what are your thoughts on? Uh, let's let's just look at it. what are your thoughts on Maryland? Quick turnaround. I think it's a quick turnaround, but I'm gonna tell you what, guys. Look, look at their past history. There's certain teams that just have your number, and Maryland. You know, thank goodness, you know, Turgeon's gone. Maryland has played Illinois really, really well. I mean, I remember Brad Underwood's first year, they struggled. They had a big lead, I think. And you guys may remember the game. They struggled getting the ball in bounds against the full-court press. And, you know, then they went up there two years ago, had a chance to share the Big Ten title, lost on the last second desperation three-pointer. They just play Illinois really, really well. That's just one of those yeah. teams. So, you know, Illinois is, play, Illinois is playing really, really well right now. And, I mean, people nationally just need to just say, hey, Forget the fact that this team lost some early games. This team is good. Because when you look at the body of work, you look at the roster, and this is what Steve Lavin talked about. He t- they're not even ranking. He talked about them being a Final Four team. Look at the team itself. Would you want to play them? Because tonight, like we mentioned, Trent was average tonight. Mike gave the stat, but Trent and Alfonso have been one of seven from two guys. I'm impressed because they only shot seven times because both of those guys launched three. So to me, I just it's a great opportunity to to continue to win, you know, and Brad, you're right. I mean, Underwood is just, it's amazing what he's done in five years and how he's turned it around. But for some reason, it's always Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State, Indiana, what people like to talk about. Yeah, and, and I think I'm a little less on the, the national rankings than you guys are. 
just keep beating the snot out of people and they're going to have to rank you. So, um, you know, hold that chip on your shoulder or Robert Conrad, you know, when he would tell people to knock the battery off his shoulder, you know, keep, keep that. You are going. so old. And, Most know, of the people getting... listening to the podcast don't even know what uh, that battery <laughs> is or who Robert Conrad is. They don't even know. Come on. <laughs> go to, go to, uh, go to, uh, go to, Google. go to YouTube. Put that in the put that in the notes for the uh, for the sturdy for thirty. So people, <laughs> oh god, oh. commercial Brad. <laughs> um, but no, there is a team that has an opportunity now to slay a dragon because Maryland has made life hell for the Illini the last few years. So maybe it's time for a little bit of a payback, um, and maybe they can you know have a little bit of fun you know, uh, Thursday night, which is going to be here quicker than you think. Yep. So we're excited. Maryland, Helen, Maryland comes to state farm center Thursday night. Of course, they're also, it's, it might be a special night for a former Illini getting his Jersey, getting the old honored Jersey, uh, number 11, IO DeSumo pregame. So that's going to be a lot of fun. A reminder, you need to have your vaccination card or have a negative test before you can get in the State Farm Center on Thursday. We're not opining on COVID. We're just telling you the facts. So um, just understand that. But um, that's what you have to do. And so we hope to see a packed house uh, on Thursday for that game. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is the Illini team, guys. You know, and we're telling you again, this is a team. Get your tickets. Get, get in to see them because you're going to enjoy it. This is a team that's fun to watch. This is a team that is going to – has a great chance to win the Big Ten, make a run in the NCAA tournament. Line, I get the yeah. win at Minnesota. Got, go ahead. Yeah, you you, got, you've got you've got three players that, that you know, when you look at – well, three, maybe even four or five. But, but when you look at the fact we've seen DeMonte Williams, we've seen Trent Frazier for a, a record five years now, um, come and enjoy and savor each moment with these guys playing. We don't know if Kofi's going to be back next year. We don't know if Jacob's going to be back next year. So, uh, and obviously Plummer has been an unbelievable uh, treat as well. So, so when you come into these games, don't wish this year away because this is the team that's going to be, you know, there's a lot of kids right now who are watching this team the same way we watched Eddie Johnson and Mark Smith. You know, this is going to be the team maybe that starts a, a long uh, love affair with the Illini, or maybe they started last year with Io. But um, I think this team's going to do some special stuff this year. And uh, it's if, if there's a ticket that you can see it live and say you were there, you probably want to go ahead and get it. No question. The Illini get the win 76-53. We'll have complete coverage uh, on IlliniGuys.com. Also have some pregame coverage from Maryland. Um, got an exciting announcement coming up on IlliniGuys.com in the next couple of days. You can meet some of the guys, uh, perhaps, uh, for at a future game. We're going to have a little meet and greet. Um, uh, and so we'll have more information on that here in the next uh, day or two. But uh, we are, we're very excited about where Illinois is right now and uh, in basketball, um, obviously. And, and we're going to have a podcast about football coming up, too, because Illinois made a change in the football uh, offense coordinator position. So uh, that, that's, gonna, that's exciting, too. It's one thing, you know, and I hate to see guys get fired and lose their job. I don't want you to think that. But what I will say is it shows that they want to win. You know, when you, you yeah. make changes – you have a commit. You're committed to winning. You don't want to necessarily see guys lose their job, but understand that th this shows that this is a program that wants to win in football as well as basketball. Line out by twenty three. Thirty for thirty. Thanks for listening.